0: You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin.
1: On today's episode of Talking Taiwan, my guests are Jackie Wu and Crystal Tang of TAP New York, the Taiwanese American professionals. They are here to talk about the entrepreneur challenge and competition. Welcome to the podcast, ladies. Hi. Hi. Thank you. Great. Um. So for our listeners out there, could you tell people a little bit about uh, what the ch- entrepreneur challenge and competition is. Um, I believe it's a competition for Taiwanese or Taiwanese-American entrepreneurs um, or people who have businesses that are related to Taiwan. And you guys are having a deadline that's coming up of July 31st to enter this competition. But could you tell us a little bit more about about this uh, whole thing? Right. Um,
2: so, Basically, the Entrepreneur Challenge is a platform for Taiwanese-Americans to come out and show their entrepreneurial spirit. It's the one and only, at least to our knowledge, um, competition in the U.S. right now that's targeted towards Taiwanese-Americans. And what it is is, you know, people with an idea will submit a business plan. Um, We opened our business plan competition up on June 1st. So they had two months and plans are due on July 31st. So two months to prepare and then um, we give them a set of our criteria online. And we provide a lot of information online on our website. They can also email us if they have questions at competition at tap-ny.org. And it's essentially a conversation between us and them until they submit their plans. And then that's when, you know, we start judging who is, who submitted, you know, a strong enough written proposal to take them to the second round, which then we have a panel of judges who looks at them there. And then we have a third round, which is our final day competition, which is open to the public. We're gonna have a top eight that is going to verbally deliver their plan and they're going to be judged by a panel, a second panel of judges, and they're going to be prominent Taiwanese-American entrepreneurs within our community. And so this really is a way for Taiwanese-American entrepreneurs to showcase their talent and also compete in a competition that's basically targeted to them, and they have a chance to win up to $10,000 at this point in prize money.
1: Great. Um, so I see that the um, Entrepreneur Challenging Competition, or the ECC, is organized by two organizations, the Taiwanese Merchants Association and, and the Taiwanese American Professionals in New York. Could you tell me a little bit about each organization that's involved?
2: Sure, so Taiwan Merchants Association is a group of highly successful first-generation Taiwanese-Americans out of Flushing. Um, their members include prominent members of the community like Jen Tai Tsai, who is the CEO and chairman of Asia Bank. He was also the founder of TMA, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or Michael Wu, who is the chairman this year. Um, he is the CEO of Jia Xiang, the Taiwanese soy sauce company. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gives you an idea of the caliber of the people there. And um, we were very lucky, you know, that they have been trying to work with second-generation Taiwanese-Americans because they're first-gen and they were were lucky enough that, you know, they decided to sponsor us the cash prize of $10,000 and so um, that's kind of how our ECC came about because, you know, they were very generous with their donation or sponsorship. So, Taiwanese American professionals we are a nonprofit organization run by a board of volunteers. we have 12 members on our board We have about 3,000 members in New York um, and it's young Taiwanese Americans between the ages of 21 22 up through 35 maybe 40. We try to you know keep it a little bit younger because it's the idea is people who just stepped into New York, Um, to start their jobs, you know, how do you connect people? How do you network? And we're trying to create something that helps young people come together um, through events. And unlike other organizations that are mainly focused on social events, while we have A good percentage of social events we also do cultural events like our night market or our cooking series that we have with Amaz in Astoria Um, when we also do community service we have we had our New York cares day you know we visit senior homes and then we have our professional events like this entrepreneur competition Um, and we also have speaker series with prominent business people in the community but we also have speaker series about just to discuss Asian American topics so we have a large variety of events on top of just social.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah I'm very familiar with the Taiwanese American professionals it's such a vibrant uh, organization Um, but going back to the ECC could you tell me a little bit about how this whole idea came about like um, how did it where did it come from you know yeah so um actually so Bob Wu
2: who was our president for the past three years um he's essentially tap NY's godfather or founder as we call him Mm -hmm. right so he is actually a closet entrepreneur Um, So, I mean, he has not yet submitted a pitch we're looking forward to his submission one day. But he's a very inspiring individual and he's always looking for ways to connect people and help them find opportunities. And he also happens to work at a family office that is well known for its investment in startups. Mm -hmm. So it was Bob who came up with this idea to create a competition that's targeted solely at Taiwanese Americans. I mean, what better way is there to inspire the community, right? Yeah, that's
1: Um, great.
2: So, but this, despite having this idea though, there was some trouble executing it, you know, in the first year mm-hmm. or two of TAP's mm-hmm. existence. Right. So luckily for us last year, Taiwan Merchants Association, you know, they were very generous and they gave us the $10,000 for the non-restricted prize, cash prize, and that really helped ECC take its shape. And that's why we're very grateful, you know, that they're continuing to support us in this way. We really couldn't have done it without them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's such a great idea and I think it's interesting because I've, I think that the Taiwanese have such a tradition of being entrepreneurs. Yes, most definitely. Um, could you tell me a little bit about like who are the people that are making um, these decisions? Like who are the judges on the panel and um, what are their backgrounds and their industries? Like, can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, So
0: I'm actually involved um, with different portions of this because I'm planning ECC this year as the professional chair. Um, But we also have a ton of amazing folks joining us this year, um, including people like Andrew Yang, who is the founder of Venture for America, which is a nonprofit that looks to raise um, budding entrepreneurs. Um, And he used to be the CEO of Manhattan GMAT. we have folks like um, Will Pang, Yao Huang, and Dorothy Jean, who are all um, partners at uh, different venture capital firms in New York City. Um, Benny Wong, uh, who is a personal college friend of mine, um, who started TimeHop, was gonna be on, uh, on the panel and also uh, potentially a, a mentor. And so uh, we have a lot of amazing people joining us this year to, to help out with ECC.
1: Great. And so, how do most um people like the the contestants uh, hear about the eCC Where do you you know advertise this sort of thing and where are people coming how, where are they coming from
0: And mm-hmm. um, we found that last year a lot of people heard about eCC via word of mouth um, but we also have a lot of other you know more formalized ways of advertising so we are advertising in our monthly newsletter in Chinese language newspapers, as well as on Facebook and on our website, um, which is competition.tap-newyork.org, tap-ny. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like I said, um, our our network of friends and, and professional colleagues are helping to spread the word and, and tell their friends about um, what an amazing opportunity this is.
1: Right, and I think I should just mention for people that are listening that the submissions must be in English, even though um, you guys advertise advertised bilingually. Mm-hmm. Um, great. So last year, um, I see that you had uh, 40 competitors. What kind of business ideas did you see from them and how diverse are they? Could you share a little bit about that?
2: Yes, yeah, so um, I think most people, when they hear entrepreneurship, they always think tech startups and game developers. Um, but within our over 40 competitors last year, we saw an incredibly diverse set of startup plans. And we were even surprised about that ourselves. You know, there were the usual suspects of tech related ideas and game developers, but we also saw fashion lines, manicure and pedicure ideas, and an incredible amount of nonprofit pitches in fact two of our final six teams were actually non-profit companies
1: right so I see like that's a new category right the not-for-profit I don't think you had that last year yep it's um I mean
0: as Jackie was saying we did have a lot of nonprofit submissions last year um. but we think that separating it out into its own category um, is is a great new format that we're adopting mm-hmm. the the judges from last year found it um, a little bit difficult to judge for-profit and non-profit submissions together in the same category since their goals can be very different. Um, so we're trying to just find um, a way to, to separate them out and um, to give each category um, its due diligence and then also to find additional sponsors this year to help us um, with uh, sponsoring for, for non-profit categories.
1: Oh right! And speaking of sponsorship, what are you guys looking uh, looking for in terms of that? Like maybe we could talk about that if s- somebody so happens to hear this podcast and they, you know, they may be in a position. What are you guys looking for?
0: Good question. I mean, honestly, we've had folks approach us to donate um, their professional services. So last year we had
2: um, uh PPR. P- mm-hmm. Yeah. Donated. Yep. Yeah. Jackie, you want to go ahead? Sure. So last year, Triple Point PR donated an hour of basically PR consultation, Mm -hmm. um, and they actually came to pick their own winner. But so in terms of sponsorship, obviously there's the cash component, um, which is very important. But if people don't have, you know, or don't want to donate cash, but instead want to offer services, for example, lawyers, trade trademark or patent lawyers or PR companies or um, if they just are entrepreneurs and they want to donate their time you know these are all ways that they can contribute and help out the community so um, any sort of prize whether it's cash or non-cash are helpful for us or um, if they know people who can connect the entrepreneurs to other Um, investors I mean that's also very helpful too so if they just come to the event on the day of there are a lot of ways that people can help out
1: okay great Um, on your website I I was taking a look and it says that um, like your mission is to create a platform for Taiwanese Americans to showcase their entrepreneurial spirit and inspire the community could you talk a little bit about how you believe that the competition is going to inspire the Taiwanese American community? Um,
2: sure, um, so I think there are a lot of Taiwanese Americans out there who have great ideas and this entrepreneurial spirit that we talk about, but they just need a way to demonstrate it. So we already know you know there's a stereotypical view that asian americans focus on their work at hand and while they have a dream they don't have the support to show this dream to the world especially when it means competing in the world you know they're kind of prejudiced against asian americans It's like an extra hurdle on top of an already high barrier right Mm -hmm. So with the competition that is targeted solely at Taiwanese Americans, we've essentially broken down that racial barrier and given Taiwanese Americans the only entrepreneur competition in the nation that focuses on them, right? Right. I think this lack of racial barrier should inspire the Taiwanese community to take advantage of a a one-in-a-chance opportunity because they only get this opportunity because they are Taiwanese American.
1: Right, right. Absolutely. Um, and going back to some of the business ideas that you've seen, um, are there any, any, any ones in particular that really stood out or that were really inspiring from last year's competition?
2: Yeah, so last year, I think we were shocked that there were so many nonprofit ideas, but there were some really inspiring ones. For example, um, nonprofitinvestor.org their goal was to create research reports on nonprofit companies mm-hmm. that were easy to read summaries to know which nonprofits are worthy of your donations. It's very similar their end product to a research analyst by sell rating and report that you would see in the finance world. Mm, interesting. So you know that's a ton of work to gather all this data, especially since information is very scarce in the nonprofit world. And their dedication and professionalism were so admirable, one of our judges last year, Andrew Yang, decided to make a personal donation of $1,000 to
1: them.
2: Yeah. (sighs) And another really cool idea, a for-profit one that we saw last year was called COCA. Um, It basically, it helped create scenarios or events that put asian american men and women in date-like situations (laughs) kind of help with the bleak dating environment in new york city (laughs) so um it's kind of like uh you have a totally planned date night that's executed by women who know what women want to see on a date (laughs)
1: that's great Yeah.
2: But unfortunately, I mean, we knew that the online dating and the data assistance market is very saturated. Mm -hmm. So even though the PowerPoint presentation is probably one of the most polished ones we received and the idea was very noble. And, you know, as a single woman in the city, I really wanted to support it. (laughs) It it was just not very feasible in our view because of the marketing, um, the market availability aspect and so we couldn't let it go into even our top 15.
1: Oh wow, I see. So it's interesting, we're starting to see a little bit of uh, what goes into the decision making here. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, thinking about your mission and purpose, um, would you say that there's a, you know, an interest, like maybe interest more so in social entrepreneurship or businesses that have a social responsibility as one of their core values?
0: Um, I think, you know, as Jackie showed earlier in the types of different um, submissions that we got last year, we're interested in any business or idea that is unique and has a high likelihood of success. Um, I think that's where our prize money actually helps out a lot in, uh, mm-hmm. in this competition. Um you know there there's such a range and i think the taiwanese american community itself is very broad and diverse in terms of interests and and what people want and so as long as it's going to help benefit the community in the in the long run you know i think it's it'll be good
1: right so let's talk a little bit about the decision making we already touched a little bit on that Um, So, could you talk about like there's a few different stages like what goes into the decision-making for the first to get to the first 16 and then to the final eight, um, like how is each decision-making process and is everything up to the the first, the final eight just based on the written proposal? Yeah, great question.
0: Um, so, we will wait until the submissions close, and then we're going to read all of the, um, the submissions. And when I say we, it's a, it's a group of um, our board members um, and potentially some guest readers um, just to evaluate the written component um, on the different areas that we're looking for, um, which you know, on our website is very clear we're looking to see um, your, your goals, your plan for reaching the goals, why you think that's attainable. Um, and and the actual written portion, of the presentation. Um, once we whittle that down to the top 16, we actually invite those 16 teams to do kind of like a. Uh, I mean, it's a second round, right? So it's a it's a pre final day um, presentation. And at that stage, we're still looking at the same criteria, judging criteria, um, but we want to see you in person and we want to hear your pitch for why. Um, why you think your business or your product is going to succeed. Um, so this is where I think you can really see the passion from from our contenders. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, we whittle it down to the top eight. And at that stage, we're actually going to be pairing up teams with uh, mentors. And so earlier when I was talking about the different judges and mentors that are going to be involved, um, some of them will be at the final competition day on the judging panel, but others will actually be volunteering as mentors. Um, and the idea here is that you know, because of the amazing work that um, happened last year with the PR company, we realized that we can actually continue to build stronger bonds with um, between between entrepreneurs and the Taiwanese American community if we have this component. And so they're donating um, at least one hour for for the uh, the group that they're paired with, um, so that they can help them continue to craft their pitch and to, to practice it um, and then those eight folks show up on the final day and um, they'll have ten minutes to present uh, and and um, I think two minutes for, for judges to ask questions.
1: Great, I mean that's such a great um, thing, it's, I didn't realize that from looking at your website that there's this, this second component when you get to the um, final eight that you actually get a little bit of coaching and some uh, mentorship. Um, could you talk a little bit about the judging criteria? I don't know if you can talk about that. We touched that on that a little bit. Um, I think you were talking about the um, group that had submitted, like COCA, the group that submitted uh, an idea for um, online dating, and you talked a little bit about how you looked at the success and the, um, what's going on in that market. Is that something that's part of your judging criteria, and are there other things that go into your decisions? Um, sure. Um, we
2: actually, we've divided our criteria into four major components. Um, I think we actually have it on our website because yeah. one of, I think one of the things that people gave us feedback on last year was that it wasn't 100% certain, you know, what they were being judged on, Right. Which, you know, which is a great, why this is a great question. So, um, the first area is goals, and that basically looks at, you know, does the presentation include an executive summary, and is your goal clear, and do you develop measures of success, or um, steps that, or do you clearly define what steps you're going to take to succeed? Uh And that kind of leads us to... The second area, which is your plan for reaching your goals. Um, is there a clear growth strategy? Are you are you anticipating all sorts of potential risk? I mean the basics of a business plan, you know, is say a SWOT analysis, which in marketing speak, it's strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. You know, have you looked at everything in a big picture point of view? So then that brings us to the third area. The reason why your product, whether it's for-profit or non-profit, is attainable. Um, And this is where we look at, you know, is there a market opportunity? Is there a possibility for there to be long-term success? And are the plans, are the steps to the plan that you've noted, are they executable? Is that a word? Are you able to execute? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the last form, or the last area of judging is the presentation. You know, your writing abilities in round one,
1: and then your visual and oral presentation in rounds two and three. Great. So it seems a lot of the decision making is actually going to be done behind closed doors leading up to the final eight, and then there's going to be a public event on September 14th um, where people can come and hear the pitches of the final eight and even participate in the voting. So, can you talk a little bit more about what's actually going to happen on the fourteenth? I think a lot of people are really curious about that.
0: Yeah. Um, so we're going to cluster our finalists into for-profit finalists and nonprofit finalists, um, and each group will have the opportunity to present to the panel of judges and our audience members. Um, so, like Jackie said before, each— or I think maybe I said this— um, each team will have ten minutes to present. Um, and then judges will have five minutes to ask them questions and after that the panel of judges you know go and battle it out they um, rely on their market savviness their experience uh, with their own work to decide which team has the li- most highest likelihood of success um, and given each team's thoughtfulness in addressing market concerns whether there's a market for the idea um, the business side of things all of that and that's what they're what they're judging uh, our teams on and then there will also be an audience favorite award where the audience casts its vote for their favorite team kind of like American Idol style um, uh-huh. except for we're doing it with paper and pen cool. <laughs> um, and yeah that's uh, that audience favorite award also um, the team who receives that also gets a uh, a prize of $1,000 and so, um, you know, it's a great way to have fun people in the crowd and and engage the audience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think people are gonna be really interested in that. Um, And I'm wondering, are people just gonna be doing like an oral pitch or are they gonna be allowed to have any like um, visuals, like video or any like audio visuals for their presentations?
0: They could definitely, I think in in rounds two and three we are, you know, opening it up to a more visual presentation style. And so we will have equipment up there for folks to um,
1: to use. Mm-hmm. Actually encourage it. Right, right. Um, and I see that um, last year's winner, Elena Liao of uh, Te, uh, she had uh, Oolong Tea Company, is that correct? Um, I'm wondering how is she doing? She was the winner last year, is that correct? yes um so she did she had her
2: product which was essentially artisanal tea it's um she took taiwanese high quality oolong tea and worked with a chef to pair it with various flavors so some of them are like shiso oolong tea um it's i've tried the product actually and it's extremely delicious so i think once you've drank her tea you'll understand i guess why she won Uh Um, But so this year, she actually already had a launch party. Um, She we followed up with her, you know, and she's like and she told us the nine thousand dollars that she won was extremely helpful. Um, With that, she created, you know, the marketing, the packaging for her tea. You know, she finalized her sourcing her tea sourcing origins um, and she developed those relationships and there from there she also had a website launch so you can actually see her website now i think it's te-company.com mm-hmm. and um, and then after that you know and you can buy it on her website now and she also had her launch party which i mentioned and tap was invited to and it was it was great. I mean, her launch party. She even had she every single hors d'oeuvre there was tea infused. Wow! And she had this um, this fried stick that mm-hmm. was very delicate and it was tea infused with some pineapple. So it was essentially a Taiwanese pineapple cake on wow, a Wow, how
1: interesting. It was
2: extremely delicious,
1: yeah. Wow. So that's something that she custom made herself then?
2: Yeah, so everything at her launch party was custom made and her tea infused.
1: So that's interesting. So it sounds like she's not just about tea, it's about tea um, and other products perhaps. Is that, is that what she's doing with it?
2: I think that was just a little specialty that wow. she created for everyone mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. to kind of sample, you know, how the tea flavors can be used right. on top of just drinking it. Right. I mean, she's yeah. very innovative in her use of oolong tea, hmm. and that's kind of you know where her she's trying to create a niche for herself because um, you know high quality oolong tea is available in Taiwan. Yes, it's hard to get it in the U.S., but she doesn't want to just be an import export kind of company so she's adding a twist to high quality loan tea so she ha- you have lots of availabilities I would say is what right, she, right. What she yeah, creates.
1: No, I mean that's great I mean she she could pass along these ideas to her to her customers and then you know that might actually um, open up a whole um, bunch of ideas for different uses or you know, I don't know she's thinking about expanding into these other areas it's yeah yeah, exactly.
2: I think, I think that's why, you know, she has this business sense and mm-hmm. that's kind of you know, another reason why she won because she right, has right. these great ideas.
1: Right. Was she a solo entrepreneur or did she have a team?
2: Oh, she's a solo entrepreneur, and mm-hmm. she's only doing it on the side too. Wow! wow. So if you, she's um, really funny. She tells me about you know how she, in her house, or if you go to her apartment, she in her kitchen she has these tea leaf drying machines. Wow! And literally, her kitchen is always filled with various tea leaves that she's drying and pairing and testing out.
1: Wow! Wow, yeah. interesting. Um, so fascinating um you guys mentioned tap i wanted to actually um have you guys tell people what your roles are in uh, the taiwanese american professionals i realized we didn't go into that earlier yeah um
0: i am this year's professional chair oh, that's and jackie right this is crystal actually Oh, crystal sorry um yep so i uh, plan and host all the events that are related to um uh, uh professionalism i guess so the you know, as Jackie was mentioning earlier, our ECC, um, our round table discussions when we're talking about themes that are relevant to um, either Asian-Americans or last year, and we had one for uh, like a women's speaker series. Um, Recently we had a uh, tech startup entrepreneur panel um, where folks were able to learn from really amazing uh, startup uh, uh, people, and so, Um, Those are the types of events that I helped plan for TAP.
2: Great. Yep, and um, I am the co-president this year for TAP New York. Um, My role spans from, you know, day-to-day operations to finding sponsors um, and just meeting people overall. But I was a professional chair last year. Um, so I actually planned the entrepreneur competition last year in its inaugural year a little bit daunting but um, it's. I think it was very rewarding just to see the community come together and also, I mean, I don't know about you guys but I don't know all the Taiwanese American entrepreneurs out there and I don't know all the amazing Taiwanese American business people, period but to have an event like this they all come out of the woodworks and you get to meet such incredible people and make great connections, you know, because of TAP, because you are in TAP New York, um, because they come out and they are actually very willing to share their experience with you. So to have, in my opinion, an organization like TAP New York, an event like this entrepreneur competition, you really bring out the best people, the best business people, and you just get this opportunity to meet them and hear about them and the great work that they've done.
1: Yeah, that's great. I guess that's something kind of unexpected that's come out of this. Um, yeah, and you mentioned like this is only the second year that you guys are doing this. So can you talk a little bit about what um, you learned from the first year? Or what were some of the challenges and how you're, how you're improving and changing on that this year?
0: Yeah. Um, so I think we've we've talked about a couple of the different ideas that we've had coming out of uh, last year's competition, but um, judging our nonprofit and for-profit uh, contenders separately is one thing that came out of feedback from last year. Um, the way that we've uh, represented our different judging criteria um, came out of feedback that we got from contestants last year. And so we're definitely open to to hearing that feedback from our contestants and from our audience to, to continue to improve and get better. Um, the mentorship component is uh, definitely another different component this year. So while last year I know um, we gave feedback to every person in the top 16 um, last year in the second round on areas that we thought they were strong and areas that they could uh, continue to develop, um, this year we're adding on that that mentorship component for the top eight so that they can just get more connections with people in um, the entrepreneur community. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great. And um, uh, thinking about the categories, both the profit, non profit, and then there's the audience favorite. Um, I'm wondering, like, is the audience favorite um, just the person that's uh, voted the audience favorite by the people that attend on the 14th, and do they get any prize, or is it just kind of like a audience recognition? Um.
2: Oh. so the audience favorite is they it literally is whoever is voted in by the audience on the day of the competition um, you know as we mentioned they win a thousand dollars so what we tell all the contestants is you have a chance to win one thousand dollars by pure popularity to get all your friends to come f-
1: out <laughs> and so you
2: know we tell them it's, it's a free one thousand dollars if you have more friends right. so
1: it's a, yeah. such a, oh, there's a strategy <laughs> yeah.
2: but um, I mean what happened last year is a lot of people did come out for their friends but the audience favorite last year was actually a product I think some people didn't vote for their friends which um, oh. if I don't <laughs> controversial missed, but um, it's the idea that really speaks I think to the audience so last year the team that won was Valley Owl um, their product was basically creating a way to help you collect your packages without because you know how when UPS comes you know if you're not there Mm -hmm. and you don't live in a doorman building they stick a little sticky on your door Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. always miss them because they come during work hours and you have to go to work so um with valet owl they were pairing up with organ or little bodegas around your neighborhood to help you collect packages and you can just you know, pick it up from them there. And I think for New Yorkers, this level of convenience really spoke to them. And I think that's why Valley Owl won.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Um, so, you know, so I'm wondering, like, do you know what happened with that business or um, any of the other competitors from last year? Like, do you know if any of them went on to actually make their business happen and how they're doing it all? Well, so, We've spoken
2: to Elena, obviously, which we've talked about, um, and we've also spoken to Valley Al since they want the audience favorite. Um, they they were also the triple prize, triple point PR prize winner, actually.
1: Wow.
2: So um, they sat down with Triple Point um, and they went through kind of how their website would work, mm-hmm. and they are changing their idea a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that they're basically reworking the way the website is gonna okay. work. And mm-hmm. how it's going to interact with uh-huh. the end user, so that's where they are right now. I think um, just reworking the website and the interface. Great. As for the other, um, I don't know if you know wh- where they are in their um, in their their process, but I know mm-hmm. that Broken Compass Studio, which is our, they were a um, game developing company. That looked to pair creative or more, they were more art focused game developer. And I know they had a mm-hmm. second game launch this year already. Oh,
1: wow.
2: Okay. Yeah. Great. And I think what a lot of them say is, you know, even if they didn't win money per se, the experience really helped them, you know, think about their ideas in more strategic ways. So that's another benefit they gained from just participating in the entrepreneur competition.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sure it was a really good exercise for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I believe you mentioned before that this is the only competition of its type in the country. Um, so are there any plans at all to expand the competition to maybe other cities at all? Yeah,
0: um, I mean, I think some of our other TAP branches have been, um, you know, seeing our our ECC competition and and seeing the success of it and they're thinking of creating something similar, so I think TAP Boston is looking to do this. Um, But currently, to to our knowledge, this is still the only one that exists.
1: Yeah, or I was thinking maybe Silicon Valley too. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, there there could be a lot of interest and a lot of talent over there as well. Yeah, well luckily we have TAP chapters all across the country. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Great, well, you know, Jackie and Crystal, I want us to thank you so much for your time and for, you know, sharing all this information and hopefully somebody listening is um, inspired or maybe there's a sponsor out there or something like that. Um, and it, I, I, if there's anything that you'd like to say to people before we close, I invite you to, you know, make some comments.
0: I was going to just say, um, yeah, if anyone has any questions or is interested in sponsoring, you should definitely reach out to us at competition. At tap-ny.org, and um, that is our official competition email address, and uh, we check that email very regularly.
2: Yeah, and Felicia, we also wanted to thank you, you know, for giving us this opportunity to be on a podcast with you. You know, any connections that we can build or any networks we can strengthen within our community is extremely helpful, and you know, to have everybody come out and work for a cause together, I think that really is what is aiming to do you know to create the sense of community so um thank you thank you very much for inviting us and to help us spread the word
1: okay Okay. it's my pleasure thank you very much ladies thank you for joining us for this conversation about the entrepreneur Challenge and competition for those of you listening especially if you have a business idea and would like to enter the competition the deadline for it is july 31st The website is www.competition.tap-ny.org. We hope you join us again very soon for another episode of Talking Taiwan. This is your host, Felicia Lin.
0: Talking Taiwan is brought to you by
2: Forumosa.com.